This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to Mix92.6.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, I've got an absolutely packed programme for you today. We're going to hear about how you can be part of the repair revolution and why your help is needed with those beautifully placed seats of requirement, memorial benches. But first, let's have the first of some messages from students at Marlborough Science Academy who've taken the time to ponder their concerns about the present and their hopes for the future. Hi, I'm Tom, a Year 13 student. Hi, my name is Matthew. I'm also a Year 13 student at the Marlborough Science Academy and we are both members of the Eco Committee. Um, My biggest concern for the environment currently is that we are beginning to see the effects of disregarding the needs of the climate as we have for the past couple of decades. Not all hope is lost. There's still a lot of hope for the future. For example, the recent breakthrough in nuclear fusion, which gives us lots of hope for the potential of future carbon-free energy sources. It's for this reason that's incredibly important. We keep on supporting the scientific innovation, giving it positive publicity. Agreed there. It's also really important that we continue talking to our MPs and letting them know about our concerns for what we can do to make the future a better place for all of us. Hi, I'm Tom, a Year 13 student. Hi, my name is Matthew. I'm also a Year 13 student at the Marble Science Academy and we are both members of the Eco Committee. Um, My biggest concern for the environment currently is that we are beginning to see the effects of disregarding the needs of the climate as we have for the past couple of decades. Not all hope is lost. There's still a lot of hope for the future. For example, the recent breakthrough in nuclear fusion, which gives us lots of hope for the potential of future carbon-free energy sources. It's for this reason that's incredibly important. We keep on supporting the scientific innovation, giving it positive publicity. Agreed there. It's also really important that we continue talking to our MPs and letting them know about our concerns for what we can do to make the future a better place for all of us. Many thanks to Matthew and Tom for that. Now, Christmas is the time of year for giving and receiving precious things, lovely, useful things that we'll hope to use for a long time and that will become, over that time, a store of memories. And wouldn't it be wonderful if more of those gifts, newly unwrapped this Christmas and still shiny and new, had a long enough life to become a loved part of our life through many years of use? Unfortunately, well, stuff happens, things get chipped and scratched, they tear and break, and very often they just stop working completely. Now, a few decades ago, that wasn't a problem. We were all used to having to make, do and mend, and we're all well practised in the art of mending, whether that would be fixing bikes, sewing back lost buttons, or some minor carpentry to fix a piece of furniture. Sadly, with the stealthy creep of throwaway culture, most of us have lost those skills. Not only that, but things have become, well, more complicated, increasingly electronic, so they're much harder to fix, and the skills needed to fix them are a little bit more specialist. But the St Albans fixers, with the help of sustainable St Albans, are working to change all of that with their repair fares. We've heard about them here on Environment Matters and the repair fairs that have taken place so far have been tremendously successful with lots of people bringing along broken stuff and leaving, having learned a useful new fixing skill and with an item saved from landfill and back in use. 
The good news is that more repair fairs are being planned for 2023. Yay! The bad news is that these can only go ahead if they can find more fixers. I spoke to Peter Block, Sustainable St Albans trustee, to find out more. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to uh, chat about the repair fairs, a matter which I feel very passionate about. What's so great about them? Well, it brings together people who can fix stuff or want to learn to fix stuff with those who've got things that don't work anymore. The beloved toaster, the uh, the dastardly vacuum cleaner, or indeed uh, a slightly old but beloved computer, which has got all the files on that you really wish you'd saved them, uh, but didn't. So it's, it's a great environment. And uh, on top of that, usually, because up to date, we've had them um, in church halls in the main, um, we get tea and cakes. Oh, that sounds good. Anything involving cake is definitely a bit of an enticement, isn't it? So you're looking for more people to help with your repair fairs. You're looking for more fixers. What kind of skills are you after in particular? It needs people with a willingness to have a go at trying to repair something, often in partnership with others, Um, who are more skilled or had a little bit more knowledge of these things and have got the nerve, as it were, to to have a go. Um, So what are we looking for? We're looking for people who can hold a screwdriver, frankly, have, if you like, some basic skills. And if you've got a tool set at home and you've had a go at just even fixing a plug, we're very happy for people to come along and say, I'd like to do something and see if I can fix stuff. Okay. And and would there be the option perhaps of sitting in with one of your existing fixers just to kind of see what's required, perhaps um, collaborate a a little on, on the first repair fair and then perhaps launch by themselves after that? You're absolutely right. What we've learned from our first local repair fair was that we realized that even those who do have knowledge want to see how others do stuff. So we've got this idea of a mentoring scheme for next year, which is kind of watch one, help one, do one. That the first time round, yes, you'll be sitting there being mentored by someone who's got a little bit more nerve or a little bit more experience, you'll help out, as do the people who bring the broken bit of kit along. We don't let them get away and sit there with their arms folded. They've got to hold stuff and learn and see what can be done. Then the second time around, do it in partnership. And then hopefully by the time you come into your third event, you'll feel comfortable enough to take the lead, knowing that around you are other people with a huge range of skills and capabilities and we all help each other. Okay so that sounds like actually somebody will be bringing some skills but also learning some skills as well. Without a doubt we want people to learn how to fix things and there's nothing like learning by doing. Everything's tested before you're let loose on it and, and not to worry because we're testing it again before it goes out the door. Or we're actually saying to people, I'm afraid this this is beyond its useful life. But we do resuscitate many pieces of kit. I mean, last year, we looked at over 100 pieces of equipment and 50 of them were repaired there and then. Another 50 were in a situation where they could be repaired with the right part or equipment to help. And then only a few of them were really you know, well beyond their, their useful life. And uh, we're going to head for the nearest recycle place. Okay, well, that's really good to know. So let's just talk a little bit about commitment that you're requiring. Do you know roughly when the repair fairs, when they usually take place? Are they, they, sounds like they're perhaps weekend affairs. How long do they last? And would somebody need to commit to all of them? 
let's start at the the last question in that. No, you, you, you don't need to commit to all of them. You could commit to one. Hopefully, we'd love people to come and do more. At the moment, our general approach this year is we hope to have one in February, a couple more during Sustainable St Albans Festival, because we're part and parcel of Sustainable St Albans, and we have a few others lined up. But you come along to the first one, if you think it's for you, great. We hope we'll encourage you to come back again. But we're in the hands of the venues and critically, which is why I'm delighted you're giving me this time today, uh, we're critically in the hands of the fixers, because if we don't have the fixers, we can't have an event. And, and how long do the events typically last? We tend to do them on a Saturday afternoon, and they go from two till five. Just thinking about what it's actually like to be a fixer, the kind of enticements, you've mentioned the tea and cake, great enticement there, but just kind of, I don't know, emotionally or what, what do you get out of it? You, you've, you've done it, Peter, tell us about it. Well, I think a great deal of satisfaction um, about showing people that stuff can be fixed. People bring along uh, a piece of kit. You will work with them and show them. And indeed, if you're mentoring someone else, help, help them understand what can be done. And a great deal of pleasure in actually literally resuscitating a piece of kit, whether it's the toaster or the vacuum, people thought couldn't be used anymore. And Mutually, we all feel we're doing something you know, for the planet, frankly. I mean, um, you know, we're reducing our carbon footprint. We're stopping stuff being thrown away. So there's a great deal of satisfaction, if you like, above and beyond the pleasure of working with others to fix stuff. So it's a very enjoyable afternoon. It's a very social afternoon. And of course, as I said, tea is great and the cakes are even better. Just think about what a practical thing that's occurred to me. You mentioned tools. Would we need our own tools or our tools provided? Most people who come along have at least a basic toolkit. But if you want to get involved and you don't, then getting in touch with us in the St Albans District Fixers, either through Sustainable Stormers website, direct to me, or we have a St Albans District Fixers Facebook site as well. And so if someone says, yeah, I'd love to come along, but really I don't have a you know the standard toolkit, then we're very happy to share what we have with someone who comes along because we're always sharing screwdrivers and other bits of kit anyway. Just to say once more, I'm delighted if anybody just wants to just find out more. No commitment. <laughs> Phoning us up or sending me an email doesn't mean we've got you. It, what it means is we're delighted that you're interested. So thank you again, Amanda, for inviting me to talk about this. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Peter. Well, doesn't that sound like a lovely way to give back to the community, keep stuff out of landfill and meet some new people in 2023? Now, before we move on to how you can help with those memorial benches I was talking about, let's hear from two more students from Marlborough Science Academy. Hi, I'm Darren and I'm in Year 8. Hi, I'm Milo and I'm in Year 7. What worries me the most is the amount of plastic in the ocean that is killing fish. What's one of my biggest worries is the amount of dependence we have on fossil fuels and how only recently we've been using renewable energy. I hope that we can all bond together to collectively help our planet. What gives me hope for the future is that people do care. There are organisations, communities and groups who are trying to sort everything out with the ego problems. What I would like for Christmas is an international respect for our planet. And what I would like for Christmas is to people to donate and get more involved in trying to help our planet. 
Oh, and our thanks to Darren and Milo. Great messages there. Now, there's nothing nicer over the festive period than a walk in one of our lovely parks. It's great to be out in the fresh air, stretch your legs and perhaps even spot some wildlife. And you might take a pause on a memorial bench. I spoke to Councillor Helen Campbell of St Albans District Council about how your help is needed with the memorial benches in St Albans Verulamium Park. Councillor Helen Campbell, welcome. So memorial benches, those are the ones that we see when we're out and about. They've got a dedication plaque on them. Might say something like in memory of dad who used to love this view, that sort of thing. And they're they're great, you know, somewhere to pause and take a look. Invaluable for people with a bit of a mobility issue who like to uh, stop and have a bit of a rest. But what's the problem that you've got with them? Hi, Amanda. You're absolutely right. They're a really lovely way for people to remember their loved ones. And the council really wants to help people be able to do that. One of the problems we have is, of course, there is a finite number of specific locations in our green spaces where we can offer a space for a memorial bench. So simple mathematics means that eventually those spaces get taken up. We end up with an issue that means we cannot actually address the waiting list of people who would still like to have a, have a memorial bench. And unfortunately at the moment, particularly with Verulamium Park, we have reached the, the limit. So we are unable to um, allow anybody else at the moment to enjoy having a bench in memory of a loved one. So how can we help with this problem? What the Council Green Spaces team who look after the parks and and open spaces have been doing is putting notices on all the benches that they have on their books that have been there for 10 years and where we don't have contact details for the donors. What the Green Spaces team would like to do is to hear from the people who donated the benches in memory of their loved ones so that they can actually ask those donors whether they wish to continue to, to have the memorial bench and wish to continue to pay because it does cost money to maintain benches so they're trying to reach as many of those donors as possible. Okay so you want us if if we have donated a bench or if we know somebody else who is a donor to to get in touch? Absolutely that would be a really big help if if anybody listening does know anybody who has a memorial bench anywhere in the St Albans district but particularly in Berylamium Park if it's been there a while it would be very very helpful if those donors could get in touch with the Green Spaces team and I know we can give the contact details in in a little while. I know the team has heard from a number of people who have seen the notices and it's great that they've got in touch and I know that some of those people have indeed opted to continue to pay for the bench and other people have taken the decision that actually the bench has served its purpose and they're content to uh, hand it hand that space over to somebody on the waiting list so that they can then take advantage of the opportunity to to have a memorial bench. So who should we get in touch with if we have dedicated a, a memorial bench or if we know somebody who has? It would be great if people were able to contact the Green Spaces team directly and uh, I can give the email address and a phone number. And these are the details that have been placed on the notices which have been put on on a number of our benches. So the email address is greenspaces at stalbans.gov.uk. That's greenspaces at stalbans.gov.uk. And the phone number for the team is 01727 819366. That's 01727 819 366. Lovely. Helen, thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. And fingers crossed you managed to get in touch with all those donors. 
Thank you very much indeed, Amanda. It, it is quite an emotive topic, obviously, and the council does want to handle this very, very sensitively because, you know, these are benches in memoriam of people who have passed away. And, you know, as I said, it's, it's a very sensitive topic. So we would like people to get in touch so that the council can take the right steps to try to make sure that people are content and also that we can give some of those spaces for benches to people who would like one. I was talking there to Councillor Helen Campbell. Well, just before I finish, let's hear our final message from students at Marlborough Science Academy. Hi, I'm Lily May. I'm 13. Hi, I'm Jodie. I'm 15. I'm worried about deforestation because it's increasing the amount of carbon dioxide staying in our atmosphere. This will gradually heat up our atmosphere. I'm most concerned about climate change, specifically the flooding in South Africa. This impacts my family directly. I'm getting hope for a better world as there is a lot of awareness being spread around via social media. I'm getting hope for a better world from my generation, from the different organisations and schemes that are dedicated to improving our environment. Different technological advancements in the future also give me hope. If I could ask adults to do one thing as a Christmas gift to the world, it would be to be more respectful to our environment. One Christmas gift to the world that adults can do is waste less food and help their local community in whatever capacity that they can. Oh, Lily, May and Jodie, thank you so much for your message for us. A real inspiration and definitely something for us all to think about. I'll be back with you at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening.